dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everybody. This is Mark D. Valenti for Brain Burrow. This is one of our Digging Deep sessions where we have an opportunity to sit down with our guest and get their perspective on their life, on their values, their fears, their opportunities, their strengths. And then you have an opportunity as the listener and viewer to decide, how does this relate to my life? So it's an amazing opportunity to have on our show today, Mr. Michael Haberfeltner. And I want to give him an opportunity to answer the big open-ended question, and then we'll go from there. And the open-ended question is, as always, who exactly is Michael Haberfeltner? Well, first of all, hi, everybody, and thanks, thanks for having me on. As for who I am, I always like to see myself as a writer, screenwriter, producer, sometimes actor, sometimes editor, and also like I might be the biggest movie fan you've ever met. And I run this uh, uh, film website, uh, searchmytrash.com, where I review like uh, films from pretty much every genre. I, I concentrate a bit on horror and on indie movies, but it's, you know, I'm open to everything really. Because if you concentrate too much on one thing, it just gets boring really. Yeah, thanks, Michael, for sharing that. Uh, lots of questions come up from that. Uh, I like what you're saying about things getting boring if you concentrate on, uh, t you know, one thing. So, how did you ever come up with that philosophy? I, I think it's 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 not really a philosophy. It's just you know, if you if you really dig yourself too much into into one hole, uh, you're stuck. <laughs> so, so so and and I you know I constantly notice that. When I when I go too far into one thing, I just I just get bored, you know, and then I think, okay, where where can I go from there? Without totally having to reinvent myself or whatever you want to call it, you know. So that's really all there's to it. Well, it seems so simple when you explain it like that, but but clearly it works for you because you've had a lot of successes in different areas. And, um, you know, I'm curious a bit then, you know, you, you've, what I like about you is you seem very authentic, you know, in, in the way that you sort of approach life and approach art. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what gets you the most excited? What drives you, Michael, to sort of keep doing what you're doing? Uh, I think, I think, I think it's really just, really just the enjoyment of, of doing it, you know? I mean, I always notice when I, when I feel really down, then I then I start to to work my head and and get myself to write something. You know, whatever it doesn't have to do with with whatever situation I'm in. But but as soon as as I've got a story in my head, uh, and and really put it put it on on well, I would say on paper. And, but that's so not in nineties, <laughs> right? So, so if I put it into words, then, then I really can, you know, can let go a little more of whatever, whatever gets me down and, and, and really have, have a new perspective, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, so that's basically what drives me. Yeah, I mean, and that sounds like a pretty effective tool in, like you said, getting you up when you're down. Mm -hmm. um, how did you discover that writing was an effective tool? 
that's that's really a hard question because I've, I've been writing like since since my teens and um well not in my teens anymore i don't know if anybody noticed but <laughs> <laughs> what what do you mean <laughs> uh so i don't know i guess i guess it was just it was just trial and error and and that one stuck you know yeah and i think um and the other thing is uh, on this program i've received feedback of course from viewers and listeners who say oh i see some of myself in your guests there and i think people as they hear you talk michael um they there's a lot of people out there that do often feel down and wonder what can i even do to get out of this rut so yeah so i mean it's so for you, you found something effective to do that. And I think that's, you know, kind of the trial and error part is particularly interesting to me because trial and error implies that it didn't always go perfectly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so talk about that. How are you, uh, how did you kind of manage the trial and error part of that? Uh, uh, I think, I mean, especially if you, if you start to write, there's a lot of, a lot of frustration and also, also, you know, I mean, if if I think it's just natural if you if you if you start whatever, you of course like lack sort of confidence. So so especially with writing, you don't want to show it to anybody. You know, you just you just you write it and you think you've written the best thing, but you don't want feedback because the next person will probably not think think it's the best thing. You know, especially. Especially if you're new at it, uh, um, how can you do the best thing right away? You know, right? So, so I think that's uh, there's a certain level of frustration, but uh, the thing is, you can also take this frustration as as uh, as, as something to make you better. You know, with every every new trial, you can you can you can aim higher and. And every time somebody tells you, "Oh, that's that particular thing," what you what you wrote is not that good, you can think, "How can I? How can I? You know, get it better?" Yeah, I mean, that, go ahead, please. No, no, no. I think I just wanted to round it up. So I think that's that's pretty much the trial and error part. Yeah. And, you know, when you say it like that, it, seem, it seems easy, right? It makes sense why you want to do that. But yet there are many people in this life, as you know, who never show their work to anybody. They never go on an audition. They never put anything out there for that overwhelming fear that somebody's going to judge them. Yeah. So, yeah. So what was that like for you the first time you showed your work or showed, did something and showed somebody else like that? I, I, I really that I can't remember because it was I mean it was it was like in my early teens probably so you know uh, so much time has passed and I mean I've I've gone through so much but I mean I can't I can't tell you a, an example though I've I've written a, a screenplay like who well a long time ago which was my first screenplay and I didn't show it to anybody. But then I, like 17 years later, literally 17 years, uh, I did an interview with this actress who was like saying, okay, I, 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 I want to produce a screenplay uh, and it should fit these and these uh, specifications. And I thought, hmm, okay, that's the screenplay I've written. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I should show it to, to someone, as in this case, her. And it worked out. So, I mean, 
That became my first movie, A Killer Conversation. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, what are the chances, right, of somebody who you already knew was talking about pretty much the same thing that you had already done? No, I didn't know her. Didn't oh, know you didn't her. know her at all? Okay. No, so, no, no. We just did an interview, just, and then she was interview. like, oh. So I thought, okay, maybe maybe I show I show this great person, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. Well, <laughs> thing well and, and that actually makes it even more impressive, right? Because if it was somebody you knew and you trusted, you already had sort of this trust bank, but it was somebody right. you didn't know. So I think that makes it more impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, and again, I think what it sounds like you're saying is, that uh, that people should just take that risk. Sometimes, you know, you've done a great yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes you have to jump into the deep end because otherwise, you know, uh, sometimes things just can't work out any other way. I guess. Yeah, it's almost like you get to a point where um, mm-hmm. you got nothing else to lose, and you might as well do it. Exactly, uh, and even I mean, even if it wouldn't have worked out, what was the worst thing that could happen? You know. It's 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 a rejection that that's does is of course rejection is never good you know, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't totally you know affect your life you you can you can try again and uh, and and do something else you know it's it's maybe the screenplay that wasn't good enough I don't know you know but but you can you can you, you can try to analyze and 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 see. Uh, where, uh, where, where it could have gone wrong, or I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's a great point, right? Because uh, for every time you're successful like that, there is inevitably going to be times when you're not, and yeah. then it's an opportunity to reflect and say, okay, what didn't go right, and what can I learn from it moving forward? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So, can you talk about a time whenever perhaps uh, the things didn't go well, there was rejection or something? I mean, and what you learn from it. Oh, <laughs> that's 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 a hard one. I, I really, really probably I try to suppress these these, these because I, I concentrate, you know, on what I get from it, and not uh, not on the on the actual on the actual uh, uh, on the actual event. You know, but but there's always you know you got a screenplay and, and or whatever a story and you think it's really good, and then you know it's just it's just it just fails to it fails to have the effect and and then you think uh, okay what 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 could have gone wrong. Or maybe maybe you can can ask the other person, but that's not always that's not always you know you won't always get a an answer or the answer uh, that really helps you. I think I think it's also important to to internalize that, to to really think what what you could have done wrong, you know, because that way you 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 come to a certain point of self criticism, which which really helps you helps you to evolve. Yeah, that's well said, you know, and a lot of um, research and experiences show that there's a certain level of self-doubt and self-criticism that actually makes us human because, you know, because, right. And so, but I think you also bring up a good point is how do you balance that healthy amount of self-doubt and criticism and prevent it from getting to a point where you beat yourself up? 
yeah, I, th I think I think it, uh, this you you have to you have to you have to uh, separate self doubt and self criticism. I mean, it's it's of course only semantic, but it, but I think I would say self criticism is is the thing that helps you get better, and and self doubt is the thing that that prevents you from getting better. So if you want to put it that way, I think it makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you for, for framing it like that. Yeah, I think part of this, the theme of this, of course, and of course, all these shows is that we're all human beings and we live in an imperfect world. And we're going to have times when we're feeling doubtful, we're feeling beating ourselves up, we're feeling less than confident. And um, it's okay, because that's part of who we are. But when it becomes crippling or paralyzing, that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes. So let's talk about this website a bit. So you, you started this website and uh, would you mind repeating what that website was again? The uh, searchmytrash.com. Search my trash. So where did you come up with the idea for doing that? Uh, you have to, uh, you have to uh, picture it. Picture. Uh, it was back in, in 2003 at the, at the, at the idea from the site. So 18 years ago. So the whole Social media was pretty much, you know, almost not there at all. Uh, there were like a few movie blogs here and there, and and I looked at them and thought, actually, I I would really like a, a, a you know, mine's not a blog; it's a website. That's but that that's just a technical technical difference. It's it's pretty much the same. Uh, but I I want I want I want I wanted to have a, a website that was like more than just, you know, being about the movies everybody else is talking about. Like really going into 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 movie history, like from from really the silent days on and and like to cover really obscure movies from but from all over the world. So so not like like Asia centric or like like I don't know, uh Universal Monsters or Hammer Horse. What have you, you know, or or, or mask wrestling, but everything. And and this website wasn't around really. So I, I was thinking, actually, I could do that. Because I mean, I know as much about the topic as the next person. Uh, and uh, I was confident I could I, I could actually I could actually program a a a database uh, thingy for it, you know. So so it's really database based, database based. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, that, yes. <laughs> and, and so so I just went went from there because I thought, hey, maybe maybe I am the most qualified person. I I, I probably I'm not, but but you know, then uh, the more qualified person should come around and and say. <laughs> Right, the doors open for them to challenge your you and yeah, that website yeah, if they yeah. want to. And I mean, I'm, I've been online since 2005, so I'm in my 16th year now, and it's it's still going strong. And it's I mean, I've got like I think over 10,000 reviews on the page and about 2,500 interviews, so it's 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 going good. Uh, yeah, I guess it's going all right. It's only been how many years, I've been doing right? that on my own, so, so, you know. 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, congratulations for your longevity and also the recognition that you've received for this, because that's a huge amount of work and time that you put in over the years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I, I like, it's almost like your quote, I could do that. That's what you said. Right. And that's like, your. It, it, so it seems like almost your mantra in a lot of ways, right. I could do that. So where, where does that, where does that courage come from? Because a lot of people are thinking I can't do that. So where does the, I could do that. Uh, that you yeah. use come from? I, I don't know. I think it's 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 more like because I was I was so so. I got really frustrated from all the things that I couldn't do, you know. And, and often it's it's just because you can't do it because you don't try, you know. And I mean, there's there's still times you you see okay I. Maybe maybe I really need help for that or this or so or some such, you know. But then you should at least try it and have at least, you know, even in the worst of circumstances, you've learned something out of it. You've gotten something out of it and some uh, uh, some knowledge. Maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe it wasn't your thing. But you got something out of it, and uh, and you know, sometimes you you succeed. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you you have to, you know you actually succeed in something. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, and that's actually a fantastic philosophy as well, right? There's a there's a phrase out there which I like to use called "every day closer to better," right? It's mean, meaning that even in the worst days, you learn something that made it better than the day before, and that's yeah. exactly what you're what you're saying there. Well, so actually, think, sometimes on the worst days, you you learn the most. Right. You know? <laughs> that's a really good point. That's right. So then I, then I wonder, Michael, I think some people are so um, afraid, not only just of failing, because that's out there too, but how they're going to react to the failure. Some people are, and maybe you do, maybe people do feel depressed. They feel that their expectations weren't there. They feel rejected. So Michael, in the situations, whenever you've failed, again, because as humans, we all do it. How do you get through and stop yourself, or, or maybe you don't, from feeling depressed or rejected? How do you get out of that cycle? Uh, I think, I mean, most of it is just done by time, you know, I mean, you know, with, with every, every new day, the, uh, the frustration, if you may, was, was off a bit. So that's, that's one thing. The big thing. Uh, and also, uh, I mean, sometimes criticism doesn't faze me at all. You know, it, it maybe annoys me, but it doesn't it doesn't faze me because sometimes the criticism is so so ill aimed that I think no no you're just not right you know so right. so I'm like okay how annoying but but no no sometimes whoever says whatever it's just not right uh, and then there then there's this criticism where you really think. Okay, maybe maybe I can do a little better the next time, and that's also annoying because then you think ah, I should have known this sooner, you know. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but you know, you know, you can take this, you can take something away from it. So, so that works too. Yeah, that's actually another good point, right? There's a lot of people who filter, right? And it's, it's a cognitive distortion. Cognitive distortions are the mm -hmm. kind of lies we tell ourselves in our brain that aren't, don't necessarily reflect reality, where they may have a hundred positive reviews and they have one person who says, meh, not so good. And they focus all on that negative. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it happens, but you actually are very effective because you are 
filtering out the negative and you're saying and the, the, not the negative more of the absurd people that say stuff that have nothing to do with it and you're like no nah, that's okay <laughs> right and then you're focusing on the other opportunities and saying okay this is something i can learn from that mm -hmm. and you know i would say not to underestimate that ability because it's something that a lot of people struggle with and it seems like you have a process down pat so nice work yeah yeah <laughs> sure so Michael, I wonder then, since you are continuously growing and you're continuously learning from situations, what is one thing that you want to improve about yourself? Oh my God, I think there are too many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything uh, particular you'd like to share? Uh, uh, um, that's, that, that's really a tough one because, um, oh man. Uh, I really honestly wouldn't know. I, I, I would love to be uh, uh, better organized than I am now. That's that, 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 that's always my problem. But it's, okay, I think I've I've come a long way since since way back when. But I'm still pretty chaotic. Okay, I think that's. First of all, um, you know, positive to you for identifying that because a lot of people struggle with identifying something they want to fix. So I think that that's great. Um, so why is becoming more organized important to you? Well, I mean, as long as I'm just writing, you know, I don't care about it at all. But, but as soon as I'm, I'm starting uh, working with others, like, and if, you, if you're making movies, you have to work with others. So, so then, uh, uh, then there's that's the whole thing. You need to to get your shit together in a way. Yeah. So, so that would be like really good if I could do that better. Okay. So your motivation is because you're working with others. You're not not on an island. That. Mm -hmm. um, other people may be depending on you to make sure that, uh, as you said, you have your stuff together there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fair. And thanks for, you know, again, walking through that. And it sounds like it's something you've been working on as well. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that's, well, it's what you said before, right? It's about trying different things, seeing what's, yeah. what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Uh, another question I have for you is, what do people most misperceive about you? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I, I try to live up to every mis misperception because I find them funny. So, you know. <laughs> okay. So, you, so, you, so, you, so people have misperceived things about you. What do, what do, <laughs> and you, you look at it as a challenge, it sounds like. Exactly. No, I mean, in a way, we're all playing roles, you know. So, so I think maybe maybe a misperception is like something you can build upon and, and get something out of it. Well, I, uh, I like that approach actually. And you seem very uh, passionate and energetic, of course. Where do you get all that energy from? I have, I just, I just, I think it's just because I'm having so much fun, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, a motivation to have fun is, uh, it can be very, um, you know, pull out a lot of energy and passion in you. And it's, you know, I talk often about um, 
the battery, the emotional battery we have. And a lot of people let their emotional battery go way, way, way down here and they can barely function. But you seem mm. to be always up here and energized. I'm, I'm trying to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have down days, but then, then I just try to lift myself back up. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. And, uh, and yeah. I mean, if you, if you really, really just mull over what's, what's gone wrong and, uh, and what's, doesn't help you at all. I mean, everybody has these days, you know, and, and it's only natural, but, but the thing is, is to come, come over there and, and, and see, get a perspective and, and really get the best out of whatever situation it is. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good lesson and theme, I think, even for this discussion, which is, again, learn from your mistakes, but don't ruminate and perseverate about them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. take what you can from them because you can get weighted down with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you've done a lot of work you know in film over the years as you said uh what's something that you're the most proud of what's something well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of almost everything no uh, okay uh, no i mean what i really 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 enjoyed like uh when uh, we had we didn't even I finished our movie, There's No Such Thing as Zombies, which I, which I wrote and produced. And it was directed by Eddie Pemiki. It stars uh, uh, Deborah Lamb, your recent, recent guest, had a, had a big role in it. And Lynn Lowry had a big role in it. So, so uh, and we took the film before it was even ready and we said, hey, we, we're going to Cannes tomorrow and, and we're trying to sell it. And then we did that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that was a proud moment. <laughs> I mean, talk about taking risks and having them pay off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that must have been an amazing uh, adventure to have that pay off like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It was, it was, it was you. You know, you. That, that was when you when you notice you arrived somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. And, and actually, I want to say everything you've said so far has been extremely inspirational. You know, again, inspiration mm -hmm. about taking risks of not being bogged down by perfection. And again, you've have at least a couple examples already that you've shared, and I'm sure there are more of a big payoff for taking risks. And I think it's very inspirational. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah. So I think my last question for you is, um, what's next for you? What's on the horizon? Uh, what's on the horizon? Uh, the next thing of uh, pandemic allowing is, is I'm gonna produce a, a zombie movie in, in England. But I don't know if I'm if I'm able to to travel. It should be in August, and there's still travel restrictions now. So so maybe it's not gonna work out. So so but this is let's say it's on the horizon. I don't know if I can get to the horizon. So it's maybe it's just a rainbow, you know. But then there'll be other things. So I like <laughs> I like that analogy. And, and I think that that's actually a great way since we're at a half an hour now uh, to really end this conversation, because I think you've provided a wealth of examples and information about 
again, how to take risks and how to succeed and be okay if not succeeding. Also, even this example of the horizon, it may or may not work, but it's beyond your control. So there's something else. And I want to thank you, Michael, for sharing that today. And I want to thank you for being on the program. Well, you're so very welcome. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed being here. Thanks for inviting me and everything, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's my pleasure. And, you know, and again, I think you provided a lot of uh, great insight into your life and I appreciate you talking about it. Oh, well, that was a lot. I really enjoyed this. Perfect. Good. Well, yeah, we'll have to have you back on again then as you uh, continue on with your agenda, you know, adventures for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, with that, I want to thank the uh, listeners and viewers for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you. And on behalf of Michael Haberfeltner, uh, I, not bad, huh? I want to, uh, of course, uh, say thanks and have an amazing rest of your day. Night, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or night, right? <laughs> Depending on where you are. <laughs> Take care, everybody. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>